Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Um, it only took two years, but my COVID levels are up. Oh, I know. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I'm glad that it's like not severe and that you guys are mending quickly. I mean, yeah. still, you're losing like a week of your life, but another week. But yes, yeah, we're fine. It's just like, oh, this is still happening. Just FYI, everybody. COVID's not gone, everybody. Like, no. And it's not from High Point, even. No. We successfully traveled across the country, got back, and then it hits you like oh, in your backyard at home. Spring break. Basically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came from school. Gotta love it. But we, but what, you know, we don't need masks in school. What are you going to do? No, she's all <laughs> oh, just fine. Let's just take them all off. Um, okay. Well, let's not go into that, but we went to high point and then I went on spring break and now I'm on my COVIDcation. So yeah. how are you? It's a one month leave of absence you didn't know you were going to have. Um, things are, things are good. I feel like I should just say it here because it's going to be a few more weeks and it might not start on time, but heard it here first. I leased an office space. (gasps) Brandstead Interiors World Headquarters. Yeah, our HQ, our Batcave, our whatever. It's the Fortress of Solitude is going to happen in Long Beach. And they're currently working on some tenant improvements. And I'll have more to share when I can feel like I'm going to share more of it. But I'm not going to share anything on social media yet. I want to be able to like show the space. Um, and I haven't been into it until maybe this afternoon I get to see it again. Since you signed the lease. Since I signed the lease, which we, we, I was like, Rebecca was trying to sleep and was like, can you shut off the light? And I was like emailing red lines on my lease agreement. <laughs> in our high back point. To, yeah, yeah, in the high point, but like hotel. And then I'm sitting there in the dark, still doing it with all the lights off. <laughs> well, I that's did. what backlit keyboards are for. Turn that shit off. I was, yeah, I was, you were like, can you turn the light off? I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I just kept going. And it was like, so I feel like I never got accustomed to high point time. I, my brain was always like, no, no, it's only nine o'clock. And then it'd be midnight and I'm still firing away. So, well, yeah, you were kind of wrapped up in your negotiations, which I was was wired. I was trying to get it done so maybe maybe if they finish everything i can get in in may yeah congratulations can't wait thank to you. see it thank you lots of plans say goodbye and to the next six months of your life I, yeah already and my garage already has a bunch of junk from ikea and my storage unit has stuff from ikea and i'm like holding deliveries already at our receiver like i'm 
I'm just like trying to front load as much as I can at the very sage advice of Rebecca, who's already done this, which yeah. was just start ordering, just start. You just have to start ordering. Like, yeah. I mean, we got our lease signed in September, ordered like for upholstery. Like I know you're going to get upholstery in too. Yep. Upholstery ordered October and we just got ours last week. Oof. Today is April 20th, 420. So <laughs> not celebrating, but we did get our, yeah. So that October to April feels like a really long time, especially when you have just like an empty office. A big empty spot. On. Yeah. Yeah. They're very that. And so my first step was like, okay, can we just order the desks that we're going to have in there? Because I definitely yeah. need a place to sit with us. And then once I have that, I can go from there. And then the conference room stuff is on the way. Cause even if I do have empty space, I shortly want to be able to start having meetings and I, yeah, you should be able to work in there pretty quickly. Yeah. It'll just be a big empty box where we'll be echoing across the hallways to each other, but yeah. It's exciting. It fills in. It's very exciting. Congratulations. I think we have a lot to talk about today. It's like a loaded. There's a, I didn't see how much there would be until we started bulleting out all the major things that happened from High Point. Yeah, it was a lot. So I'm kind of glad. Like I feel like I didn't, and you and I together definitely haven't. Um, debriefed on the whole thing and like yeah. it's just been a whirlwind since so we thought that so in episode 36 which was about about a year ago in February we did a episode called this little hottie went to market where we were about to go to Vegas for the second time and that was our first market experience during the COVID times yeah so we were pretty Vegas focused in that episode. And now and we, we went to Vegas again, even after that episode. Twice. We've been <laughs> to Vegas that. three times now together. Yeah. So we've, and High Point twice. So we yes. are now like full on market veterans. <laughs> we basically have done it all. <laughs> we know it all. <laughs> if we wanted to revisit and be more high point focused because it was actually, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it was pretty fun running into some hotties out there who said that they used that episode to prepare. Yeah. I think that's so cute. I am like a hundred percent. If it saves anybody time or energy or trepidation while packing or if it just makes any of that easier for any other designer, it has done its job. Like, yeah, your big sis and your GBF are here to lay it down. Yes. And this is, so this is the re-up. Like <laughs> <laughs> this little hottie went to market. The, the re-up, the sequel. Next generation. Yeah. Um. Okay, so revisit. So I just wanted to say revisit episode 36. We talked about setting up your accounts, tips for registering, a little bit in fashion, but it was more Vegas focused. So today we're adding. Yeah. Um, it's so, I have to like reflect back on High Point in October because we went to High Point after 
I had my break from the podcast. Like we were going to that Mm -hmm. right after that. And then we didn't, we haven't even touched base on it. So I feel like this is good because we can compare two trips and how we did them. We did them a little bit different this time. A lot. I feel like they were a lot different. Yeah. The first time we went in October when we went last year. So October of 2021, we, we stayed in Winston-Salem. We stayed at the Indigo, the hotel Indigo in Winston-Salem, which was great. Um, Loved that. Loved. And then this time for comparison, we stayed in Green, Greensboro. Wait, Greensboro. So, and we stayed at a scary yacht property. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably better in 1987. Oh, yeah. It looked great when they filmed Home Alone. It was it was okay. So the difference between the first trip was I think we definitely as a as a group were traveling. We went with Lauren from Studio Lilac, our friend Claire from Etch and Ivy. We were all there together and we're all kind of in line with that bougie traveler experience. So the indigo kind of aligned with that. They had a nice little uh food and coffee and bar situation happening in the lobby, which was perfect, actually. And so Winston-Salem had a little, I feel like downtown Winston-Salem had a little bit more going on that we were interested in from a food, drink, coffee shop perspective, but Greensboro. From a college town and there was, yeah. it's like a little bit more of a walkable neighborhood too, where we were, which was right. nice. And Greensboro was not, not that, that very mixed suburban strip molly. At least where we were. restauranty. I, we're not speaking for the whole of Greensboro because I know that there are some nice areas and there's a lot of people. That we were in there. downtown Greensboro. We That's the not. difference. Yeah. So, and each of them felt kind of equidistant from high point market, like drive wise. Some days were one day I got there in like 10 <laughs> minutes. Cause I was late and I drove like a wacky Californian oh from Greensboro uh, and I got there really fast on the right. Other times, 20 Did minutes you drive on the right side of the road. I mean, you know, there were a few, there were a few, <laughs> there were a few times where the one way streets, there were a few definitely confused, moments. definitely confused me. And I was doing a little bit of some Indiana Jones, like you were we not had to... liking the wayfinding, um, Oh yeah, from a West Coaster's perspective, the wayfinding, the road signs, it's might as well be another country in the, in North Krakalaki because it's like, why is the exit warning sign 10 feet before the exit? Like if people are driving 60 miles an hour, good luck everybody else. Like there's a little bit of two-wheeling happening. <laughs> so that, that was so an adventure. rent a car <laughs> and don't let John drive. Just kidding. It was Claire did a really nice job driving on our October trip. She really did. She really did an amazing job. She was a good mom. Rebecca and I are not the ones to get up early and like power through a morning routine. And like, we're not a, we're definitely leaving by nine o'clock regimented. Like, it's like, eh, okay, well, we got out the door. We got out the door. Like, yeah. Well, I had to get out a couple of times. Well, let's just, okay, let's just back up. So for those who aren't familiar, High Point is in North Carolina. We are West Coasters, so we are not all that familiar with the area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We 
had to fly into Charlotte. I know there's a couple airports, but Charlotte is the best hub for us from the West Coast. Especially for nonstop flights. Yes. So that is about an hour's drive from anywhere close to High Point. At least, yeah. I think we took like 90 minutes. That that was pretty... Like right when you land, the last thing you want to do is like take the equivalent of watching a movie to get to where your hotel is. Yeah. Plus a stop to Cracker Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) We had to back World famous Cracker Barrel. Worth it. Um, (laughs) So that's just FYI on that. I think people on the East Coast can fly into Greensboro, which but some people flew into Raleigh. So just know that it's not a um, close hub from a flight perspective. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte's the farthest, but the Amex Lounge. I you saw it when we when we were leaving. Bonus points on that little lounge moment. That which was... you're not going to get at the smaller airports. No. It was so, you know. Nice, for sure. And they have the little rocking chairs. Yeah, yeah they do at the Charlotte <laughs> airport. So, and then High Point itself is a small, cute little historic town with basically no, nothing but showrooms. Yeah, it's just a lot of like industrial warehouses and buildings mixed in with like the housing. And it's granted, we don't explore like the town when we go into High Point that much, but you get around enough that you can see. And then but from there's parking not like that- a lot of restaurants, it's very seasonal, which I know they're trying to change. So yeah. there's not a lot of restaurants. Um, so you're kind of like in a little island when you're there. And then when you leave, you, so there's not a lot of back and forth. So it, our drive was, should have been 25 minutes <laughs> driving yeah. speeds from, and that was pretty much the same in Greensboro or Winston-Salem. Yes. So yeah, because they're both kind of like a V. It's like all if Winston-Salem's like at the bottom. Yeah. Or if, yeah, High Point's at the middle. You're, it, it's half, what does John, Sean says with his Southernisms, it's half a dozen, it's, Six of one and half a dozen of the other. Right. So just pick your poison. So just know, like, you kind of stay on the outskirts, most likely, and you come into town and then you leave for the night. So what? So there's not like just going home and taking a nap. Maybe some people do that. It's not like a Disneyland trip. Yeah. Which would be great. I think that would really. <laughs> if they could just get some mobile nap rooms. Oh that my you could... God. Why is that not a thing? Like trailers they bring in and you just like check into a oh. nap. You reserve it on your phone. Nap room, 45 minutes of just like checking your phone, scrolling, With putting your feet up, massage? shut the light. Like mobile mother's rooms almost. Oh, is, did yeah. we just invent a new business? Pods? No, they exist. And this is the furniture capital of the world. Like that's easily. Like if this was like the mall where they had those little massage tables, like where they could give you like a head and neck massage in the middle. Like I would sit down and do that. And pay a at premium. High Point. Yeah. Come on, High Point Authority. We're talking to you. <laughs> yeah, get it together. I, like, yeah. There's your next. And you can brand that shit. Get those. Get a sponsor. Get a sponsor to do it. So the the whatever massage chair is brought to you by American Leather. Come on, let's do it. Done. <laughs> so okay. So planning that 
we did the so okay so sorry the first time we did a nice vacation i would say where we had nice dinners every night we made sure we had reservations we every had night reservations every night which if you want to go out to dinner is critical Essential. especially in the fall if you don't want to eat at applebee's yeah <laughs> or where did we oh my god chick-fil-a we had chick-fil-a like five times no we had chick-fil-a we had chick-fil-a three times right <laughs> that's so a lot didn't we have it twice for breakfast? Yeah, it was a good breakfast. I think one day we had it for breakfast and dinner. We did. Because there was we nothing. Just, we made no plans. Nothing was nearby. We didn't want to eat at Bojangles. <laughs> like, we were, like our hotel was in the parking lot of Back to the Future. Like it was like a dead mall. It looked yeah. like an abandoned mall. Yeah. Because when we got there, they had that paranormal circus oh, God, in the parking that was lot. A freak circus. And that was literally what it was called, guys. I'm not just like, it was literally called the Paranormal Circus. So, you know. There was not a lot happening where we were. Of this, my assessment is Winston-Salem was much better from that experience than Greensboro. Like, we stayed at the Indigo, but it was also near the Kimpton, which I've heard good things from people staying at the Kimpton. But... Yeah, you want to like feel good. Like, how many shuttle stops does it get? Which you can check on the market planning stuff. Like, and what do you really want to do? So, I feel good where like we had the fall was like fun with friend time, nice dinners, shorter days at market. Yeah, we'd go in the morning and we'd leave like By four, three, three or four. <laughs> this time though which I'm kind of glad we didn't stay somewhere with nice ambiance because we weren't ever there. We left pretty early. And I mean, we shut that show down. Like we were there nice. till we were doing the happy hours, doing the drinks, doing the entertainment, taking the last the shuttle the to the car multiple times. Oh yeah. Empty parking lot. We did Switch. the full Lady Gaga bus club, another club, another <laughs> club. Like we hit it like which- every day. We weren't partying per se, but we just like did it. So that was also fine. So like going back to our like weird hotel, no big deal. deal, And we had our car. So it was like, we were in control of the day versus letting the shuttles dictate. Like if we did want to leave early, we could, we don't have to wait until the shuttles start running back to our hotels or yeah. Or if we wanted to start our day late, we had the car. So no big deal. I know that for everyone, that's not like a, it's ex- it can be expensive so if you have some design buddies it's a good idea to try to s- split some of that up having a car is kind of critical for us because of the airport and yeah. then being and parking's really easy because they have these satellite parking lots with shuttles and go anywhere vans that run all the time so exactly unless you need to be somewhere at a really weird time it's pretty fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're not bopping around in your car. Like you park it for the day and you come back, like you take a bus to get back to it. Yeah. Um, So I don't know what I would recommend. Like, I think it's really just what are you kind of up for? And then I think maybe next time, the next wave would be to run a house, which we didn't want to do because we didn't want to have to cook and we wanted to be able to have stuff in our hotel, but we didn't really rely on that anyway, either of the time. So no, I think we would be fine having a house if we can find one that meets our we need a nice standards. House. <laughs> no is- little kids, race car beds, none of that yeah, stuff, but you have to start like a year in advance. I feel like. Yeah. So book now 
I'm actually thinking we should book for next April JIC and then we could decide if we're going to take it or keep it or not. Um, so book now for sure. Those houses go quick. So do the hotels that are more popular. The desire, the desirable places are going to be booking in advance. But also keep your expectations low on all of, especially compared to Vegas, because we get so many great hotel options in Vegas. You also have a lot of dirty, gross hotels too, but there's a lot of great places to stay in Vegas when you go for market and it's not really cheap, not the same. No, in Vegas is pretty good and cheap with tons of um, restaurants at your fingertips. So correct. It's the opposite, but there's so (laughs) much more to see. Oh, also when to go, we went this time we got in Friday night. Yes. And we thought we were going to be ahead of the game, getting to see some antiques on Saturday or vintage. It wasn't supposed to start until Sunday, right? But the inside scoop is that most of the vintage sellers start as early as Thursday. And that Maybe in reality, Wednesday. then we should have got we should have gotten there on Wednesday because we're with our flight stuff. There's no way to fly in on that day. So for us, the lesson was if we wanted to be ready for like true vintage, get your hands on it before the Kelly Worslers and the Courtney Bishops and the Nate Burkuses of the world get it all. You got to get there the day stuff opens like Thursday, Friday. I heard from some people who did a lot of vintage. They were gone Saturday morning. They only came for vintage and antique. And they were just like they hit it Thursday, Friday. Saturday they were gone or they only like did like a half day at at the major market sellers wholesalers on Saturday morning and that's if you want to buy vintage if you don't that's still there they don't ship anything out the showrooms are all full of it it's just just tagged by other people everything says sold kw on it (laughs) 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 but really so yeah I think next time if we really want to buy vintage we'll get there on Thursday Spring was the most um, normal, quote unquote, that everyone said. So the weekend was popping. And then Monday, it was dead from a social standpoint. Oh, yeah, we should have. I had it not been for you being on the design influencers tour and like not having as much of your days to yourself around that. I I think for sure we could have cut we could have cut out at least a full day, potentially two days potentially. But I also was kind of surprised at that because we like to use our work time to do that. And it seems like a lot of people like to use their weekend time to go. So yes, it's like a philosophical difference. But um, yeah, the Saturday was like a party in the streets, like literal, like Sean doesn't remember this, but there were wine carts. I don't um, remember the wine carts. Yeah. They're like complimentary wine carts out in front of, um, the where the vintage building was i saw it a okay. few places and i mean like i Colt's party on sunday night was like it was like a spring the drinks were pouring the food could have been better everybody's general okay, consensus food. was the food was still a shortcoming like not yeah. as many lunches not as many meals some of the vendors were doing like a if you made an appointment, we have something for you. But if you didn't, there's some snacks on that table when you walk in with the M&Ms. Like, it was just like, get out. Yes. So, 
I'm hoping that improves once we get another one under our belts. But yeah, drinks, I felt like we're definitely flowing Mm -hmm. and we definitely had some, but you were driving. It's not like we were like partying. Yeah, I couldn't get couldn't get trashy also it wasn't like the best alcohol ever like no no, but i didn't feel like i missed out on vuv or something really long days um but yeah food still not the best Mm -hmm. but there but it's there you can there's food trucks there's a lot of the showrooms you could find food i was never i didn't have any kind of red red moment of freak out yeah I did in Vegas. As long year. as I stayed caffeinated, I, I was Coffee's sufficiently at tons of coffee. Yeah, sufficiently appetite suppressed because of the caffeine. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And as far as planning your showroom visits, the High Point Market app is pretty awesome. Yeah. It was good for me to like load everything in and then I would like remove them from my favorites list after I had been to them so I could see more clearly who was left. The downside is you took them out so you can't see them anymore. They actually have favorites and a heart. Like there's like two ways you can add a collection. So I kept all mine in my favorites maybe. And, and then, then like unhearted them. Unhearted them. Yeah. Yeah. Their app makes it good it too. Because you can for also... Next year. And because everything is so spread out, it helps you visualize where they are a little better. So if you're already at, if you're already, like, if you took a a go anywhere van to show place and then you are like, well, what else is right here right now? Then, okay, I can look at my map and look at my stuff and know what's near me immediately. Yeah, you could filter Um, by location, shuttle stop. Um, It's pretty robust. And we keep talking about the go anywhere van, just that. It's like a six mile radius. Like it's free. It's free anywhere that will take you wherever. You might have to do like a Uber share with people. You got to like hop in with some other designers sometimes and you're going the same direction, but it was kind of awesome. Yeah. And you can even call them. You can call when you're somewhere far away and get one brought, get one will come to you um, and get you from that place too. So if you did venture out and we're like oh shoot I'm so far away or you walked and then you don't want to walk back that's helpful well yeah like there are a few key show like Cisco home you have to drive or take a van to get there and they have their own van way it'll take you back too oh they do yeah it's totally worth it like Um, we did Varellen in October mm -hmm. it's beautiful I I, I'm not gonna buy from it because I can honestly feel like I can have something custom made and it you only buy it for the name, I feel like. That was my assessment. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was a whole vibe, a whole experience at Varellen. Massively, crazily priced stuff. And I've I don't necessarily think all the value too. was there. It's definitely worth going. We didn't go this last time. Yeah. But it's a vibe worth a is see. the way to ex- express it for sure. So yeah. go anywhere, Van. Make sure you use those. Get out off the beaten path, see, because that's where some of the like I would say more inspirational showrooms are. Yes, are outside because yeah, they own the whole experience. It's like their whole warehouse or their whole, like, you know, building corporate team. Yeah, yeah, like Cisco is in an old um, cotton mill, and it it's so it's cool. a cool building. It's so yeah, cool. I got to 
tour with the Cisco's daughter. So when I was on that influencer tour, and so to just like meet the people that work there and design the spaces, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, switch gears a little bit to gears. the fashion of it all. Ooh, okay. I brought my, I brought more shoes than I wore. Mm-hmm. I think you did too. Mm-hmm. Because once you had the ones that were comfortable and your feet are getting tired, like you just keep going back to the ones that do right by you. So I've said this before and I will say this again. Do not fuck around with shoes. Like don't test some shoes. Don't wear in. Oh, I'm going to wear them in at market. No, you're not. No bad idea. Uh -uh. You're in danger. If it's in in danger, girl, (laughs) If they're even remotely not something that you'd where to do like it's really what would you wear to disneyland for a week yes that's where you're going i Get yourself invest, some new insoles i invested in hokas this time much to sean's chagrin he didn't let me buy them <laughs> in october but this time i was like i don't care what he says they're not the most cute they're but <laughs> we're not having fights about you guys. your feet like Okay, if you don't know what you could never have gone are, all day without they're them. like literal, that's what nurses wear. But they also like are like they have running shoes and stuff. I think you're one step ahead of orthotics with Hocus. Like the next try- step is like if you go on their Instagram, they're trying to like make it that like norm core, like cool kids are wearing them. So I found some fluorescent yellow ones just because I wanted everyone to know that I I was in on it. Okay. It was like, you knew the joke. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not even kidding. They're the most comfortable shoes I have ever worn in my life. My feet never hurt. My legs were tired more than my feet hurt. Okay. So I'm just, I'm not even going to like mess around anymore. Cause that like that knocked, I mean, Claire got knocked out last year because of a bad shoe. I mean, a bad shoe will just ruin everything. Yeah. You've got to be able to be on your feet all day, the whole day, up and down. So don't mess around with comfortable shoes. For me, it was like, oh, I'm not going to wear my cute tighter fit jeans because I know I'm going to be up and down testing furniture and Mm -hmm. I don't want my clothing to feel like it's restricting me from really getting in and like using things. Um, It just sounds weird. Like you're not, you're not working out, but you're testing a lot of stuff. You're moving a lot, opening drawers, like be really comfortable. Make sure it's not your like tightest clothing or your smallest clothing maybe is kind of what I would say. (laughs) Like if you Um, just want to be cute and stand there and stand still great, then yeah, you could be a mannequin all all the time, but no, otherwise you're going to like get in there. Don't worry. I can't wear layers. Yeah, I'm really glad that like dresses and sneakers are having a moment because that's really all you need. It reminded me of seeing a lot of the people when I used to take the train into downtown mm-hmm. LA to work and the seeing like chic. Yeah, people like in their suit, like ladies in their like skirt suits and hosiery with sneakers. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't even matter. Nobody cares. I mean, you, like, we said this last time, but you'll see all the whole gamut. But most people are wearing sneakers. 
I am going to say some of the most questionable style choices. High Point takes the cake. And I think that's a Southeastern influence because Vegas is not. Vegas has just as many questionable ones. But I do feel like I, from a West Coaster's perspective, I saw a lot of things that I was like, oh, well, someone made some choices this morning. And and... You sent me a lot of hair photos. Oh, the hair. <laughs> um, the hair's worth the trip. If you just want to see like the higher to heaven, the closer to God, like, yes. It's all crazy. But it was more than that. Yeah. Some of them are rat's nest. Some yeah. of them are, is this a like, joke? Is this I the long island like medium? Like, like I really did. Yeah. Long Island medium. I and I was very respectful. I never said anything to anyone's face. <laughs> Just check my text messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And then what to bring? Like, don't bring a you don't need to bring a bag. I brought a little um like a small crossbody for just my phone and wallet, but I did end up picking up a tote a few day- times. So if you okay, end up you needing- said a, that's so funny. No, you had like a half no, a dozen at least that you left in the room, and then you packed another half they dozen. Gave them to me. Your bag was like twenty five pounds overweight going back. It was. I, had to, <laughs> I, had I think you took a lot more stuff than you planned on. Well, okay, as you're so grabbing the, go on like, the design influencer tour, I had fifteen. St- different stops but a lot one of the cool things was that we got pretty good swag bags they weren't like junky stuff so some of it was like good candle like I brought home like three or four candles um J Port gave us this like amazing blanket so <laughs> that's not an everyday thing. that won't be every market no but even when I wasn't on the tour I did pick up I did have a tote to put like a bottle of water in. If you stop in American Leather, for instance, they have an amazing snack bar. Oh, yeah. Go stock up on the Prosecco or Bubbles in their little fridge, their custom kettle chip thing. Yeah. Some like really bougie snacks. Um, So you need a bag for that kind of stuff. But um, don't bring one because there's literally there's totes everywhere. Yeah, like a, a fanny pack would be nice, but I just can't bring myself to do it. No, I did. Someone on um, one of the girls on our tour did bring a little backpack, like a Jan Sporty type of backpack. I'm like, you know, that's kind of a good move. I would. Yeah, because the shoulder bag, if you have a heavy, mm-hmm. if it's too big and it gets heavy, it's like pulling unevenly. Mm-hmm. And like so... totes are just kind of holding them all day, like. Yeah, so I want to yeah. be mad at like a little backpack next time. So, okay, don't. But yeah, don't bring a big bag. Don't bring a rolly bag. You're not. Really, <laughs> <laughs> you're not really getting product information. It's more of like cute swag stuff you might want to stash, bring home to your kids. Chocolate. Yeah, for me it was tough because I didn't really have like a jacket or anything. So I really oh, just have whatever yeah. will fit in my pockets. And so some days I'm like, well, I gotta. I've got to take this stuff and then go from there. Well, honestly, I think most of the time it was my jacket. That is why I needed it because it's hot. It's cold. I I mean, I was 
were clamped. I was sweaty. Then you're yeah, you were overheating a lot inside it's hot <laughs> i was having some you were like is it hot and i'm like no it's not it's like 72 and you're like it's so hot <laughs> i hate being I mostly hate... it's because we're rushing around like yeah and you're like when you're inside you a... those big buildings there's just and you had your hat on there. and a jacket and we were rushing so but like it was freezing in the morning and at night in april in april anyway so light layers yeah um so okay let's go into like our actual recap of our time last month week okay when were we there two three weeks ago well as of right now yeah okay so let's do some spotted some star spotting (laughs) stars star spotting we saw some actual we saw design celebrities and real celebrities so maybe let's start with like the who would be like a wait who's a real celebrity well like okay i would consider jane seymour a real celebrity like she's not a design celebrity dr quinn medicine woman is like oh yeah an actual yeah how could you forget i said we were at an elevator and i walked past someone and i said really loudly and obnoxiously she looked like jane seymour and then walking in the elevator and then one of the people with us like she did and then we get in the elevator doors close and the guy says that was jane seymour and she was there promoting a collection that she helped design and i was like I could have met Dr. Quinn. And he purposefully like held that information until he waited till we were all in the elevator and I couldn't go fangirl over Jane Seymour. She's much smaller in person. She looked like she was five, five. I didn't even, I didn't see her. She had on her like puffy jacket and a little scarf and her hair, you know, her bangs. She looked amazing, but yeah, she did not want to be seen. And she, I'm sure she It was the end like, of the night. We Don't yeah. you think that someone who they, they, at this point in her life, don't you think you kind of laugh when someone goes, "That looked like Jane Seymour." Like she must have been smirking like, "Yep, there's that again." But like, she was there for an appearance, but it was just the end of the day. She was probably just over it. I didn't ex- And then turns out later her face was plastered all over the elevators and I didn't even <laughs> no. notice it. So stupid. I missed my chance, you guys. Missed it. Um okay, who else uh, do we see? You I, had a moment with with Max Humphrey. Oh, one of your moments. Oh yeah, I I did not did I not tell you? Yeah, during the Rue Magazine event at at Little Mixer, Max Humphrey was there, and we ended up talking mostly because Kelly Lamb, the editor of Rue, was asking about my pool, and then Max was asking some questions, and then you know now we're just on a we're just on a first name basis, like. We're oh, friends Max. now. Yeah. He had a signature a hat and Birkenstocks. So easy. To Very spot. recognizable. Yes. Um, Carson Cressley. We saw him multiple times. Which for me is like, like, hello, judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Totally. OG like, queer, queer eye. eye. Like big, big news for me. He's cute. We saw him last in October too, I think. Yes. Um, you had a moment with Jean Stoffer as well. Yes. Should I say where we were? Um, Anyways, Jean Stoffer was in a showroom and she said, it looks 
it looks expensive, but like in a, this is overpriced kind of way. And I agreed with her and she was like, she was like, right. And I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I thought, I don't know. And then that was a quick moment. And Jean Stoffer's a design celebrity from, according to me. She for sure is. I mean, she's got her own show in Magnolia Network. She's big news. Um, we had bagels and coffee with Robert Novogratz. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he was staying in our scariot? or was he, he was, which made me feel a little better. <laughs> He's not too good to stay at a scariot. <laughs> I yeah, he was in our hotel, probably going to promote. It looked like, like his, his agent or someone yeah. was with him his doing something. Yeah, his handler. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's that terrible. He needs like a, or is it like kid child actors? They like need no, to have a person a with them at all times. That's what like, Claire is our handler. Like we needed that. Yeah, yeah. Someone to manage to the talent. A professional handler. Yeah. Um, Isn't that your husband's job? Oh, oh, hands <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's very tall. Yeah. Say. Also, speaking of tall, I had a little one-on-one moment with the Earl of Spencer. That is Princess Diana's, Diana's brother. brother. Mm-hmm. He has a collection in Theodore Alexander for his their family home. So there's a lot of... Um, amazing reproductions that are um like straight out of Bridgerton. inspired by yeah some of them are like 100 percent reproductions you said um and of their 500 year old cottage <laughs> just just one of our many cottages yeah i know it's probably like full on downton abbey yes but yeah, so cottage he, to me feels like a a one and a half story little spot i don't think like, he said cottage but they do he's like, talking about like toad it. hall like it's yeah kinda... um so he gave us a tour of that collection which was really cool and to like hear about the history of some of the pieces like one of the pieces for instance was a a trunk kind of that um george washington left behind when they were visiting george and martha what <laughs> like it's that old it's like pre-revolutionary or like yeah oh, it's a reproduction birth- of the trunk that's actually in the their original oh wow. home in england so that's the picture so i took a picture with him and we're standing in front of it so oh okay cool. um anyway so that was fun to have a little slice of just a little tete-a-tete with with yeah. uh nobility also tall yeah and um, Less noble, but American celebrity-wise, I ran into Carmion Hamilton. Um, her too. At Tav for her. It was like not a, it's not a full line collection. They partnered with multiple designers on sort of small collections. I'm, and I'm, I feel like I'm not giving the name correct, but it was like, it. we're not talking like 20 pieces. No, they each so most like of them were like six pieces, six. five pieces. One of the guys on our tour had a collection there too um we ran into past podcast guest dahlia from design assisted and her team that were there they're from go back and you can listen to what they do in episode 53 hi dahlia what's up that was fun we got to hang with them for a little bit and then at that brew meet and greet we met so many hotties we crashed the rue event 
which uh, made it ours. Uh, Regina Andrew, um, because it was already going to be there and we knew that we could pick a spot and just get everyone there. And that was so much fun. So shout out Sarah and Ben and Dana and Allison and Katasha and Megan. Oh God. I'm so sorry, guy. I can't remember everybody. Well, I ran into a few other hotties. I think you did too in the showrooms and they would pop out and say hi. So always say hi. I love it. It's so fun. It felt yes. like we're actually doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels real when Zoom. when it's like actual people who are like, oh, hey, I listen and it's so good to see you. And it, that's totally fine. And we're and it I makes love it. Us you excited. guys like self-proclaim that you're hotties. So it was really fun. Yes. That, so I felt like the first few days was just so much of that. Like it felt like a fun high school reunion of people that you've never really met in real life. Yes. Which I don't know that it was really fun and felt a lot more happening this time, especially versus October even. I even ran for someone from my high school. We were walking now. Okay. You guys, I went to high school in Southern California. We were in North Carolina. I also went to high school. 29 years ago. Yes. And I was walking down the street and I hear Becky Parker, which is my maiden name. And my little friend, not little friend, he's a 47 year old man, but he was my little friend and Mario. And he was there um, representing a company he works for. So that was really funny. We tried to get to know what are the odds didn't make it happen. So random. And we always and I also like fangirl myself. So I am like <laughs> pro fangirl. If you see somebody that, you know, you should talk to them like they're normal people. Yeah. So like I've been in a group in the past. Um, Rochelle Plett, if you don't know her, we're hoping to get her on the pod sometime soon. She's a, an upholstery savant. Yes. Sean's. I'm taking her class. It starts tomorrow. So the pot will be a little behind her class, upholstery uncovered. So, and Sean's her very first. I'm the man. first man who's going to be in any of her classes ever. So I don't know where y'all are at, but like, do it. Do sign up for the class. I mean, I haven't even started it yet. I'm taking it because you and Claire took it and recommended it so highly. So. And she just released her first book. So we just got that in the mail. Anyway, yeah. Rochelle, hi. She's really sweet. Maybe like, should we go through sort of, uh, maybe uh, we each give our hot take of how we felt about a couple things, like the quick hits. Okay. I felt let down by the quality of case goods like drawers and doors being crappy on dressers or like cabinets kind of like I just generally feel like I was running into in that sort of mid-market segment Mm -hmm. a lot of quality issues at the higher market segment not as much of a problem but in that like mid to high it's not I don't want entry-level stuff I want quality pieces of furniture and what's odd is that some of the price points for these mid-level pieces were still mm-hmm. high, but then the drawers are dragging and the cabinets don't close properly. And I have a hard time saying that if what you have in your showroom has that problem, 
I have a really hard time suspending my disbelief that that's not going to happen to the pieces that actually get delivered to my client. I just, it's a no-go for me. Like, And I think that's what's so beneficial about going to market, seeing this stuff in person. But I think this goes back to the point that I think I've made every single episode because it's still is true. <laughs> is we need to recalibrate what things cost. So mm-hmm. I agree. Like some of the stuff was like, oh my God, that's what that, that's what my price is. <laughs> like, oh my yes. God, double that oh my God. client. Exactly. But it, we just got to, it's the recalibration of what things actually cost is the starting point. Like $2,000 ain't what it used to be. So case goods was a disappointment because I just was not seeing what I wanted. I think from a style perspective, there is a lot of like more, this is my style aesthetic is a little bit less ornate, more humble on the material front. And I feel like high point, a lot of what they're showing is what's going to appeal to an, um, a coastal East, East coastal and, maybe a more Southern aesthetic, which is, can be a little bit more ornate, maybe also more glam, more more glam traditional, extra trim and details. And I'm not, I'm not team. None of that. I'm just, I'm not, you're not going to see me incorporating a lot of white lacquered nightstands with polished or with like lacquered brass trim on them. You're like, that's not going to be my jam. Um, I'm not going to do, I don't really do coastal either. Like I don't want it to look deliberately coastal where I just kind of, it's not a no, it's just a, there was a lot of it. So for, if you've got a. In general though, like I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that my style that I'm wanting to develop more Mm-hmm. It will never be portrayed in any one showroom. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So there's no, always going to be the like cherry picking. Pick, yeah. I'm always going to have to be like, okay, you're on a desert island and need a nightstand. Pick one from the showroom. But I still, I found things, but I didn't, I did leave with this sense of, oh gosh, I haven't like discovered that one hidden gem that I didn't know about. And I think because we've gone to Vegas market several times and we had been in, in high point before, I didn't really feel like there was a new discovery that like rocked my world necessarily. But when we went in October, I was exposed to a couple more. It's just a lot of them are in that higher market level and I'm not quite there yet with with my projects. Like yeah. my clients aren't ready to buy a $10,000 bed, like the frame, you know, yeah. the headboard to footboard situation. Like they are not in that, but those vendors are there and it's great. But I did appreciate how big the showrooms were for a lot of vendors that we already are familiar with, because you have a lot more options in high point than you do in some of the Vegas ones. If they're even in Vegas, like totally like the circle light circle lighting or i should say visual comfort huge and high point it's basically a bathroom in vegas like it's tiny (laughs) yeah and like jaipur doesn't jaipur doesn't even show in in Vegas. vegas so you have to go and i ordered so many samples for my new space 
so many still so good timing yeah i feel that take i mean i th- think it's partly we've been to a lot of markets in the past calendar so we're jaded year. is what you're maybe saying. like we wouldn't have <laughs> probably gone to this one if i hadn't been invited on that tour so that was right the impetus but i was interested in learning a lot more about like the creative stories behind the scenes that was one of the really cool things about um being on the tour I have some blog posts that I need to contractually write. So (laughs) share those when they're live. But um, we got invited by some of the showroom creatives. So like the designers of the actual products or the people like Wesley Hall, like the showroom designer who put together the little vignettes and the sets of the actual Mm -hmm. rooms, which were really inspiring because they're a mix of the furniture design and finishes with the actual like room production like a yes um, storefront almost so I loved hearing more of this behind the scenes stories which was great and learning a little bit more about companies that I maybe would have glossed over before like Hyberton Fords for instance some other pieces are not completely my style but the quality and the way they produce everything in the U.S. and there's so much customization that they can do it was really eye-opening and exciting and made me also realize like oh I should probably just find out more about every vendor that I already work with like because sometimes they have a lot of control over their production and can do extra things that are like I was I didn't know not to like go back again to Jay Poor, but like yeah. when I was meeting with my rep there, he was like, you know, this rug, they can, they can custom bind it and cut it down into a runner if you want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's like, this one doesn't come in a runner, but they can take any large, like you can take any eight by 11 or eight by 10 rug and they'll cut it. They'll put it into a runner. Like you just like, exactly. and I was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even thought to ask versus you thought you could just custom order and wait nine months like so that's something different like they're taking an existing right. rug and- like they will take two they will take a rug and they'll take the eight by eleven and they can split it into three if you want and you you know like I'm like oh this is rocking my world like I didn't know nobody I didn't know I didn't I had that option and I think you won't know what vendors have to what you're saying it's just we got to ask them what they can do yeah so that's, I think, leaning on your reps, learning more about what's possible because we all know their websites aren't always the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad at so many vendors. Um, I'm still so, so mad about just the quality of the websites and the photography. And then I think I told you I did. I bent a lot of ears this market talking to reps and talking to people at in vendor showrooms, whether they represented the brand or, or they were there. And I was just like really leaning in on those problems. Like we need stock on a website. We need to be able to order without you forget the fax machines. Mm-hmm. Can you get better photos? You need to be able to send samples better. Like there's a, a lot and they're so used to working with dealers and like large retailers 
that don't they've care. never, yeah, they haven't learned how to take care of designers. And then there's a few vendors where they really get it and they want to be designer focused because they're tired of letting dealers dictate the story. And they realize that designers create beautiful and complete spaces and dealers sell one, one sofa, you know, like in a showroom and they'll never get great photos of it. And they don't, it doesn't really help like elevate the brand. If someone buys 30 tables and designers do designers do create interest for their company and it helps spread the word to other designers. Well, designers faster. do the marketing. Like, yeah, we, we, we're a built-in marketing platform for brands versus a dealer for most types of dealers. They're not doing that. They're not getting other dealers on board, you know, as quickly as other designers get on board. For sure not. Yeah. So overall I felt, I felt like I saw more new stuff this market than I did the last three. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last three markets were a lot of the same, just supply chain stuff. They didn't yeah. have it. So I don't know. I feel like it was exciting to feel people being excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's exciting not when people are excited. Beaten down by the reality of everything. So I think people are feeling more optimistic again about getting stuff and mm-hmm. designing new things. I also love the fact of the East Coast point of view is so different that it's inspiring to see. So like, for instance, um, like upholstery details, like Wesley Holligan, for instance, like seeing like a little um, pleated skirt on the bottom of a sofa and the contrast piping and trim details like that. Mm-hmm. There's so much more of that in High Point than there is on the West Coast. There's a lot of thought that you can tell when like in the same way that sometimes we think like oh being restrained is also takes a lot of thought to like simplify the form of a sofa or simplify fabric selections like equal to that is the opposite side where you say it takes a lot of work to make all of these upholstery details come together so masterfully Mm -hmm. like and to pattern mix so skillfully like that takes an equal amount of restraint for those companies to put together really inspiring color schemes and details and like th- yeah it's and even just though as valuable. it's not like some of the more like preppy showrooms for instance aren't like per se my style but I definitely find a lot of value and inspiration yeah. in the methodology and how to adapt that and apply it to my projects yeah I like seeing that and that's yeah, in like the that. traditional stuff so my style is definitely going to be more modern, but how can like things be reinterpreted or I don't know, there's just more charm. Mm-hmm. I feel, I like the way that you describe that being more preppy. Like I, I feel some of that and there's like maybe a little bit more um, like unintentional cheekiness in some of that. Mm-hmm like English inspiration, a little bit more that comes in Southern, Southern inspiration, which builds off of, yeah, I think I'm there for some of it. I just have to like, Oh, how would I edit that? I'm not there for it as is, but yes, like it's the reinterpretation of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in that way, 
for sure there's tons of inspiration. I think you should all go. Oh, I 100% your confidence and your ability to work with vendors and to understand where your profitability is. And then for inspiration, I went without a hesitation think everybody needs to go, but maybe you only need to go once a year. Yeah. And maybe it's a year and a half. Like maybe you, you're still going once a year technically, but it's, you're going to do, yeah, you're going to like space it out far enough. So you do like your first one, maybe you're going to go this October, but then you're not going to go again until the following, like, I guess it would be like April, 2024. Yeah. I've heard October is usually a little bit bigger for some reason. I had a couple people tell me that on our trip. Would you go by yourself? I would. Yeah, I would too. I mean, it does. I don't think I'll ever be in that place, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'll ever have, if if I, if, if I ever said I'm going to go by myself, I know other people would be like, well, we're going to be there too. So then it was like, well, you might as well. Right. But like, if you needed to go, cause you just really needed to like pull together stuff for your showroom or whatever. Yeah. Um, and no, or you want to get all the market or whatever. Like, like you're I, like, I have to meet with my rep and get all my sample mm-hmm. orders in because they're free if you're at market. And it's just like, I'm going to pull the heck out of all this stuff that I need. I feel like it's super doable and way less intimidating when you're there. Oh, yeah. As long as you Come- just know how to get there, where you're staying and where to park. Like I you wouldn't even need to park. Like in that case, I might just shuttle it. But, and then you fake it. Like you get in the showroom and you ask them the same questions that everybody, oh God, where yeah. do you ship from? What are your lead times like right now? You know, what is your, what's your freight like? Like just get in and start asking those basic questions and then dive in with the real, real with the showroom reps or anyone else. Like if you're powered with a couple of those questions, they're not going to be able to tell if it's your first time at market or not. No. So don't be don't scared care. by that. Like gatekeeping mentality of markets or something and then tell all the the gatekeeping part i don't feel like is a thing at all um that's funny because i feel like it's still there on as far as like how much are you selling do you have a store and there is a level of dismissiveness of like like one one person literally said to me so you consider yourself a designer and i think what he meant to say was are you a design buyer but it came out as a I'm about to slap your mama because I was like not here for that behavior. <laughs> so quite a few vendors do ask questions like that where it's like, oh, you're just a designer. And you got to be able to roll with that and be like, yes, I might just be a designer, but I'm ordering X amount of for a clients or my I'm working in this amount of cost of goods. Like show them what your buying power needs to be or talk to them about the volume of projects you're doing. Okay. Yes. I guess I was meaning more of just like, you can walk in a showroom and not feel intimidated. Oh, the actual reps you're going to. Yeah. I had some arguing. I rolled my eyes so many times. Yeah. The actual, (laughs) some of the reps are not great. I'm just canceling old white men with big baggy diaper pants. I'm so. But they, but the most annoying ones weren't old white men this time. Oh yeah. I had that Valley girl. Yeah. Don't say. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, our tolerance wasn't there either. Like 
I'm not here to schmooze all the time. I'm here to get like, I want my questions answered. I need to know about this. I need to know about that. Like when I was there to do business and then some of them thought we were just going to have a friendly chat and they weren't picking up on the, oh no, he's having a real business conversation right now. That or was like, a, I'm like having shift. a time out and I need not to. You want to s- nap on a chair? Didn't, yeah. <laughs> I want to eat my snack and have you leave me alone. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I guess, one thing that is real. And we've talked about this a little bit, but don't underestimate the overstimulation factor and build in breaks. Resets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sensitive to overstimulation, especially when my creative brain is on and there's a lot of people around. So just take breaks, have somebody that understands your not so subtle nuances. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah we get we we get like we kind of know when it's like uh we could say to each other it's time for a little breather or it's time for this or i'm kind of done right here um i guess that would be the valuable part of if you were there on your own you know your own limitations but having having design friends around you does make it easier to get out of your shell, say hi to people that you don't know, you know, I think that's super valuable. And I would definitely recommend that of pull a couple Instagram friends who are, who are local and you don't got to spend all your time together, but having people who can help pull you from that. um, I, I think I got to do a couple of those with listeners where we were just in a showroom at the same time. And I'm like, Oh, let me tag along. I'm heading that way anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, strike up a conversation, spill some tea with other designers. Don't be afraid to say out loud what you're thinking about stuff. Like, I started so many conversations by saying, I don't know if I like that light fixture. Oh, my God. Then- There's so many of me going, shh. <laughs> <laughs> or I go, you. or I would say, I don't, I don't think I can justify that price. And then another designer would go, right? Like, be, it's okay. No, you say worse stuff than that sometimes. That I well, those are the uncut jams, and you guys have to be there in person to get the surha uncut jams. Like, oh my god, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, yeah, we hear a lot of chuckles as they people, strangers would walk by hearing those. Um, no. <laughs> so fun. maybe next next market we still in my dreams i would love to have a actual like let's hang out and go to showrooms hot young designers tour mm-hmm. with with our hotties where it's like you don't gotta spend the whole market with us but in my dreams that's i'm gonna i want to manifest that i think i mean hotties tell us like i feel like we could put that together yeah now that we're so, experts. And the hotties that are already members of the Patreon can already talk to us more about some of that. So yeah, putting that out there again for y'all, we really Let's appreciate it. Kinda... In fact, a lot of Patreon members were the hotties that were at High Point, like a good handful of those already. Yeah, because so, they're the ones that are trying to up level. Up the game, build building on our community and like having that connection with one another makes a huge difference in the way that you can approach things like market. Yep. So I think, I think that's probably all we have to say about this. 
I mean, for right now, that's right it. Now. So until next time, stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Now with more vocal fry. Your voice doesn't sound as doesn't it? crackly. <laughs> New and improved. <laughs>